The Start On Demand. On Demand. Thank you very much for joining us this morning. Mackling, McGarry, and McNabb. COVID case counts are climbing, Greg, in many parts of the country. Yeah, and Toronto and Ottawa casinos and theatres have been closed for a second time this year, and indoor dining at restaurants is once again off the table in efforts to control the spread of COVID-19. West of us, Alberta's top doctor says she's heard reports of a growing number of COVID-positive Albertans reluctant to share who they've been in contact with after they were exposed to the virus, saying she understands people are tired and angry, but refusing to work with contact tracers is only making things worse. And of course, we know the situation here in our province. Per capita, Manitoba has the second highest number of cases in the country, sitting just behind Quebec, Loren. So this morning, we're turning to the nation's leader to ask what can be done about it. We're joined now by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Good morning. Good morning, Loren. Thanks for joining us again on our airwaves. Uh, I think many people would agree that this is moving in the wrong direction. How worried are you that Canadians are no longer listening to you and our premiers and our health officials and, and taking this the way they need to? Well, I think, I think this second wave is, uh, it's really exhausting. I mean, it's frustrating for everyone to have to, uh, have to keep going through this. I think we, uh, we showed that we can pull together and get through this as we did in the spring. Uh, and then people sort of got used to the slow burn through the summer. And now that cases are spiking again, uh, with the approach of winter, with the approach of flu season, we need to get things back under control. So people know what to do. And quite frankly, uh, we're able to do it in a more targeted way now than we were uh, in the spring. We know what types of businesses are more likely to, uh, uh, to uh, spread COVID-19, what types of activities, uh, and that's why we're able to be uh, more targeted a little more across the country. Of course, uh, every province is going to take its own, uh, own decisions around what it does exactly to control the spread of the virus, but having more tools like the COVID app uh, and making sure that the, the, uh, the federal government continues to be there with supports for families, for individuals, for workers, for small businesses, uh, help on rent, help on uh, help for seniors, these kinds of things uh, is gonna, are going to keep us able to do the right things uh, medically to keep, uh, keep us safe while we're not uh, totally ruining uh, uh, people's, uh, people's economies. Respecting there's a balance there, Mr. Prime Minister, but there might be a messaging issue, a problem with from the top down, people not understanding what they're supposed to be doing. Restrictions from province to province vary, and some might argue that, that there's been too much grey. And so from folks like yourself, Dr. Teresa Tam, you know, that they're looking for a more clear and concise message and feel like they're not getting it. Well, I think one of the things you have to recognize is uh, the situation is different right across the country. And the federal government's role is to be there first of all, to directly support Canadians, as we have been with the CERB through the spring, now with the Canada Response Benefit, Recovery Benefit, uh, with a strengthened EI. We're going to continue to support people directly, and we're going to be there to support the provinces as they make the decisions that are right for their communities. So it's the province that determines you know, what levels of orange or red you're in, uh, what businesses should shut, how people should behave, you know, what, what, what things are, are going there. So uh, our job is to, is to support the provinces in the things that they need to be able to do it. And the federal government has done that from the beginning, and we're going to continue to do that.
Uh, Prime Minister, it's Greg Mackling speaking here. And th- this this whole idea of testing and contact tracing, we've heard from the get-go that it was such an integral part of, of combating COVID-19. And now we're hearing in Ontario that they've essentially abandoned contact tracing in Manitoba. We're hearing that it's increasingly becoming a challenge for those doing that job to actually perform the task efficiently. Uh, it seems as though this might be a- an issue with regard to resource whether it's dollars or human resources, is the federal government prepared to step in and give the provinces uh, some additional direction, maybe it's human resources, to get that part of the job done? Uh, Yes, absolutely we are. And not only are we now, but we were ready in the spring, which is something I laid out to uh, to the premiers many times during our uh, our first conversations, uh, help them get the testing levels up. We gave them uh, $19 billion uh, over the summer so that they could ramp up their testing. Unfortunately, not uh, every province has hit their uh, uh, their uh, the, the, the agreed to targets uh, that they'd committed to in terms of tests per day. Um, in terms of contact tracing, we've made available federal employees that uh, only are waiting for an ask from the provincial governments uh, to come in and actually do more contact tracing because we know that's important. Uh, but another piece that can help is that COVID-19 app, which uh, means that y- it will automatically notify people you've come into contact with if you test positive. It's a way uh, of doing it anonymously, completely privately, uh, but allowing it to be able to, uh, to to get that message out there that people should maybe isolate themselves or, or get themselves tested if they came into contact with someone who uh, subsequently tested positive. It's a free app. Um, it's totally secure and totally private and anonymous. Uh, and uh, and uh, you know the user doesn't have to do anything except uh, except uh, call public health if uh, if they choose to. I mean it's it's voluntary, uh, and I really really recommend all Winnipeggers, particularly with the uh, uh, the record levels coming in right now, uh, to make sure they're downloading that app on their smartphone. So if we can unwrap that a little bit to uh, decipher it, uh, Mr. Prime Minister, the money is there, the people are there. You're just waiting for an ask from provinces to help out. In particular, if we're going to focus on on contact tracing and even more people uh, for testing. Uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, we are there to there to support uh, provinces right across the country, and you know, we, as a federal government, uh, need from the very beginning. We've been there with PPE, with tests, with uh, reagents, with uh, with all the the research and science necessary. Uh, it is up to the provincial government to uh, uh, roll out the pre- the uh, resources uh, that we've made available to them in the right way, and and ask for more if they need it because we're there to help. Uh, that's what the federal government has done every step of the way and that's what we'll continue to do and you know the work that uh, our MPs on the ground whether it's uh, Dan Van Dahl or Jim Carr or Terry Duguid or Kevin Lammerer and others in connecting with their communities and making sure that uh, Winnipeggers and Manitobans are uh, are safe uh, is what we're going to continue to do. Mr. Prime Minister it's Brett McGarry speaking. We've been telling Canadians for months to avoid non-essential travel. What would you say to Canadians who are looking to head to the States to snowbirds who maybe want to go to the States or even further south this year? Uh, well, listen, the first thing is, as you say, the recommendation is to avoid non-essential travel, and that's for people's own safety. I know there's a, a lot of people very worried about uh, what's happening south of the border in uh, in Florida and Arizona and California and other places where uh, the virus is uh, is not under control, far less under control than we are here. Uh, the challenges around the healthcare system being overloaded down there and access to health insurance here, uh, making sure you have coverage in case something does happen. Uh, 
uh, is a lot more difficult. Uh, for people's safety, we really are encouraging them to follow public health advice, which means uh, non-essential travel. Uh, we're certainly hoping that we're able to uh, to get through this uh, uh, this second wave in Canada and things get better uh, quickly. And, and we're going to watch carefully to see how things are going in the United States as well and, and encourage people to, uh, uh, to make smart decisions. Why is the word encouragement used so often? Why don't we just get mandated or make a guideline? We keep saying we, sh- we, we, we don't really want you to do this, but we're going to let you do this. And so why not just change the language there so that we can make sure that people are doing the best for their health? Well, there, there are uh, a lot of uh, jurisdictions and a lot of places where it's not encouragements. Uh, you know, businesses shutting down in certain parts of the country in targeted ways. Um, you but know, the travel and border question, Mr. Prime Minister, is more directly to you. Uh, yes. Well, that's why we say, uh, you know, non-essential travel. Um, non-essential travel is uh, is not uh, not recommended because ultimately, you know, if someone you know someone chooses chooses to travel, we're not going to keep them imprisoned in Canada. There is a freedom of movement in this country. We're just we just people have to recognize that they're putting themselves at risk. They're putting uh, uh, their loved ones at risk, and and uh, you know they may not have the kinds of supports or uh, uh, health insurance or repatriation flights that we did uh, early on if they choose to leave the country and you know people people can make their own decisions uh but a travel advisory from uh, from from you know the government of canada to not travel outside the borders unless it's essential travel um is about as as strong as we can go so on the border front mr prime minister will you commit to keeping that border closed indefinitely until covid cases in the usa drop um, we have we have committed to, to keeping Canadians safe, and we keep uh, we keep extending the border closures because the United States is not in a place where uh, where we would be, feel comfortable reopening those borders. And as I said from the beginning, we will continue uh, to make sure that uh, Canadian safety is uh, top of mind when we move forward. We see the cases in the United States and elsewhere around the world, and we need to continue to keep uh, keep these border controls in place. Mr. Prime Minister, the government's uh, committed to banning plastics by 2021, but, you know, I'm a former restaurant guy. I I owe a lot to the restaurant business and have lots of friends in that industry, and it's been as hard hit as any. Uh, The way that many of those restaurants are staying afloat is via takeout and delivery services. Is this the the right time to concentrate on on taking away uh, vessels, for lack of a better terminology, for those business owners to, to get the their product to their customers. I'm, I'm young enough to remember when my Big Mac came in styrofoam containers and people made changes towards cardboard. I mean, uh, people are very innovative in terms of that. What Canadians know uh, is that uh, there is far too much uh, plastic going into our landfills, not being recycled into our environment, uh, that uh, needs to be cleaned up. It's a commitment we made two years ago, and we've worked with uh, industry partners. We've worked with people to, to find uh, replacements uh, for uh, for some of these single-use plastics. I mean, stir sticks. We know lots of people are using uh, wooden and, and cardboard stir sticks instead of uh, plastic ones. Uh, this is something that people understand is its time has come. We've, we've, uh, we will continue to make sure uh, that, that uh, this has no impact on medical supplies or personal protective equipment because uh, that's absolutely essential. That was already baked into, uh, baked into our approach. Uh, but we know that moving forward on a ban of harmful plastics uh, is, is something that's time has come. And speaking of time, we know we are tight for time. Just want to quickly ask you here about the spread on First Nations. It's a big concern here in Manitoba, particularly where hospitals and ICUs are not close and accessible. What are we doing for these communities? 
Well, from the very, very beginning, we put uh, extra resources into supporting Indigenous communities uh, across the country, particularly the rural and remote ones, because lessons we heard, we learned from uh, uh, past uh, pandemics in recent memory, uh, showed that there is a high level of vulnerability because of the of the you know the the lack of medical services, the uh, inequalities that already exist in terms of access to care. Uh, so we're going to continue to work very, very closely with Indigenous communities to to get the support. Uh, that they need and mostly to try and keep cases out of those communities. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, thank you very much for joining us this morning. We appreciate Pleasure the time. to be with you all. Hey, thanks for listening to The Start Podcast. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your favourite podcasts. Subscribe now and never miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate the show, tell us what you think. And hey, even tell a friend about the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Greg is at GMACWPG. That's G-M-A-C-K-W-P-G. I am at Brett McGarry, B-R-E-T-T-M-E-G-A-R-R-Y. And Loren on Twitter is at McNab on Global. And on Instagram, at McNab on C-J-O-B. Talk soon.